Welcome back to the Velocity for Change podcast. I'm your host, Adam Guthrow. This week's episode, I was able to visit Etterzer, a cafe in Amherst that offers amazing goods and services to its clientele. The cafe is run by a mother and daughter duo, Joy and Brooke Martello. You're going to hear the story of two very driven women who unveil their soul for all of us to experience. We have a lot of story to tell, so let's just dive right into it. Enjoy. So we can go ahead and get started. I'm here at, and I'm going to hope that I say this correctly, because I checked this morning and I checked before I came in here, <laughs> Etta Zare. You say it better than we do. <laughs> yeah, I say it like the American version, Etta Zare. Yeah. yeah, I was going Etta Gear, Etta Zare. Yep. Etta Zare. Yes. He's like East Side of Europe. He's like the real East Side of Europe. You know, and then when I first typed it in, um, I saw bookcase, bookshelf, yes. or something like that. Or knickknack shelf. Yeah. Is that what it? Yeah. yeah. So it's a, this like a an open back place where you can display your collectibles. That's what this one at Azure is. And we couldn't quite call the shop the knickknack shop. Um, this is America. You can do anything you want to do. That's true. Okay. But we may not have really appealed to that many people to pull into the parking lot. We needed a fancy name. True. And it's it's very fancy. It feels very bougie. When you see the name and you walk in and you got all that nice lighting and all these really nice specific things going on in there. The gold foil covering. Mm-hmm. Gold gilding. Gilding, yes, gilding. the gilding. <laughs> so, so everybody knows what we're talking about. Can you just describe, if you were talking to somebody and had to describe, they said, what do you do for work? How would you describe that? Um, what do I do for work? Um, What's the shop all about? The shop is, I describe it basically as a three-part shop that has been joined at the hip. So the first part joined uh, at the heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not. <laughs> um, you know, the first part to me, uh, which is the most important part, um, I used to think, which I don't think that anymore, uh, would have been uh, the coffee and the pastries. And so you can get morning pastries, afternoon pastries, and then uh, a variety of coffee drinks, tea drinks, Things like that. Right. And then the second part was the beauty bar, uh, which in the beginning I kind of um, disagreed a lot with Brooke. Poo-pooed. Yeah, I poo-pooed. <laughs> um, she poo-pooed. You know, she was very, very set on parties, parties, parties. And mm-hmm. um, since COVID. No, oh. COVID had nothing to do with it, okay. but that was a good excuse to tell people. Oh, yeah, that is, um, that's my favorite one. COVID? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was... Um, <laughs> Sorry, I missed your um, funerals. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sorry, I missed your baby shower. <laughs> COVID, it's crazy. COVID. My thing was, um, I kept looking at the square footage thing, you have to turn money over on every piece of real estate you have. That's a... Very business-like thing. Yes, <laughs> and it was very business. And she would say, well, we'll have parties, we'll have parties, we'll have parties. And I'm saying, yeah, and in between those parties, when that room is just sitting pretty during the day and nobody sees it, um, it's not making any money. So thank goodness COVID came about because... Let's scratch that. No, no. Because it... Um, <laughs> 
did give us the opportunity to take walk-ins and mm -hmm. um, become more of a place that people could call the same day and say, hey, you know, I want to have um, pedicure or foot soaks. And um, she kept talking about foot soaks, and I'm going, what are those? What? People are going to come in and soak their feet? You know, anyways. Um, yes, we saw we saw someone doing that when I walked in today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, it, for me, I am not a girly girly, so I do understand it. Um, so that was that was a real hard thing for me to get. And then the third part of the shop uh, was the high tees. And um, the high tees, I'm not really too sure why I wanted to do them. Maybe it was a secret fantasy of mine or something like that. Or maybe it's because there isn't any place that you can go and have some fancy food. So the high tea is, mm -hmm. is uh, what is that exactly? So it's a, um, it's a full meal served on a tiered tray. And you have um, a variety of foods, kind of fancy tapas, if you will. Oh, gotcha. Um, so it's scone, mini scones, um, finger sandwiches, but we do a lot more of a eclectic um, menu than just finger sandwiches. Uh, like this month's or this um, season's menu has beef wellington. Beef wellington? Yes, yes beef wellington. And, but it's like, you know, a personal size beef wellington. So it's just, you know. I would have size. a few of those. I've never had beef wellington before. Mm -hmm. I keep it's seeing it on Hell's Kitchen all the time. So good. It looks good. Um, and I've never had it before either. <laughs> and then well, I maybe me and you should sign up <laughs> right, for the Thai exactly. tea and we'll just right. sit down and relax. So, um, and then it also has pastries. So you sit and, and it's a, it's a, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Relaxing uh, meal. So most people are here for about 90 minutes. And oh, it's wow. kind of like comes in um, um, courses. Courses, exactly. So you're not rushed out. You have time to um, enjoy the food that you're getting um, and, and experience all the different eclectic. There's that word that fits us so well. Yes. It's flavors. It's a good word. I'm, gl I'm glad you found that adjective. And I was able to read it and understand what it meant after I Googled it. <laughs> yes. It definitely describes um, the, that three-part business that we have put together uh, very well. And the, the high teas, I think one of my goals was to... Um, Present something that the average person doesn't normally think of and or experience. And a traditional high tea is you get all these finger sandwiches. And so my idea of doing a high tea was geared towards finger sandwiches until I really started reading and seeing Everything having cream cheese. Everything has cream cheese in it. Everything. <laughs> and then the sliced radishes. And I thought, who wants to eat cream cheese and sliced radishes? And yeah, the radishes no. are yeah. so thin that all I could imagine myself doing was constantly shaving my skin off my finger. <laughs> and I thought... Oh, the imagery you know, of it. Yes, the imagery of me. And then it was, um, oh, the cucumber sandwiches. Mm -hmm. And oh, no calories, worthless sandwich. And, and, and again, 
how do you judge that up? You know? It's crunchy water. That's all right. it is. Yes. Yeah. And then again, the cream cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then an egg salad. Now, egg salad is a biggie, and it's a traditional on a high tea tray. Um, but just how much egg salad can you eat? I mean, how much cream cheese can you eat? I don't know. I'd rather have beef wellington than all those things. <laughs> I would I think so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm. So, so, so she created this menu, uh, you know, her first couple months open that was, I mean, I don't want to overuse the word, but just eclectic. It was, it had, it had foods on there that you wouldn't think that, one, you could make bite-sized, um, or two, that you could pair the way that she, she does it. She, she has a talent. Yes. She has a talent. Can you, yeah, with food. Do people know what they're getting for food when they sign up for the high tea? Because I imagine this is something you go sign up for and you arrive at a certain yes, time. Yes, by reservation, one o'clock. And, yeah. well, and you're aware of the menu? Well, 10, I'm hoping they don't know. Right? That, wouldn't that be more fun? Yeah. You'd just be surprised and then people, you bring out a little mini beef wellington, they're like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Is it on the website? It's on the website. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do post. I guess for allergies, you gotta kind of have to. You kind of, ha- and people do ask. People, I mean, I think it's. Not yeah, every, yeah no. not everybody's adventurous. Exactly, yeah. and they kind of want to understand. A lot of people don't really know what high tea is. You know what they're picturing. I'm one of those people. Yeah, I think that what most people picture um, is sterling silver um, teapot with. You know, maybe crumpets and, and very good posture. Very mm-hmm. good posture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, ankles Hats. crossed. Ankles crossed for sure. Hats. Um, so I think that when they hear high tea, there's either no imagery that they're coming up with, or it's that very specific, hmm. um, you know, Victorian um, image that they're coming up with. So it's nice to have that because it gives people an idea of. One, that it's not, you're, you're not going home hungry, for sure. Yeah. You're not. Like, it's a full meal. Um, and also, just that, again, stop overusing the word, that we're eclectic. So if you do know what high tea is um, or low tea, um, then you would be able to look at our menu and be like, oh, wow, like, they're really doing it up, doing it different. And uh, the biggest thing is, is that what we're doing even though we're calling it high tea, it's really not high tea. Mm. It's actually low tea. But, kind of. Yeah, uh, but, weird, uh, yeah. Of yeah. Did anyone get mad at you? This isn't high tea. I'm out of here. Did you have Mr. Brennan and his wife working with teacups? Go ahead. Because, um, <laughs> the, because the teacup wasn't like Oh, heavens! We were using you monster. Um, a vintage. We were using a vintage flatware, flatware, big flatware, uh, Americana, and it had a sauce. So, or we haven't found the saucers yet. Or we haven't found they, the saucers. We yeah, might have true. the saucers. You yeah. know, I I don't know because Either we haven't way. emptied out all the boxes of things that I've collected. To um to be fair though, that person was going to complain about something, and that's Probably. all they could find to complain about. Was the plate under the cup wasn't good enough. Yeah, no, it wasn't named properly. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so can we go back? I want to go back to um, before this shop even exists, and that's what months ago or October twenty twenty. October twenty twenty. Okay, I didn't I didn't think it was gonna be too that long ago. So 
what happens with you two um, that you end up coming together and creating this? Is this your first business together? Oh, yes. My, our first right. business together. Yes. Our first business together. Well, the background that actually, if you really want to go back. Yes, to all the way to it, birth. Let's go. Okay, all the way to birth? Okay. <laughs> so um, when this one was young, little baby baby, um, my husband. But I'm only 29. Well, then, I'm 30. So, my husband went into the army late mid, um, and he was coming home from his um, what is it? Basic training. That's what they yeah. call it. And I wanted to go out to dinner, really, really bad. I wanted to be able to pay for a babysitter and go out to dinner one night with him because he was home for five nights makes sense so right before thanksgiving i kind of thought what can i do to earn some money because i was babysitting as it was which you know babysat back then for like 10 cents an hour and um so i decided 1901 (laughs) (laughs) um i all i could think of was that i would do some cookies and see if i could sell so i bought some little wicker baskets and I made some bonnet tops for them and I hand painted around the edge and the center had a ribbon and I did five different kinds of cookies and I took them into a couple beauty shops and said hi and they said would you like to try some cookies that I'd like to sell so I left a basket with them and by uh, Thanksgiving I had gotten probably 15-20 orders for the basket of cookies wow and I mean we're talking like $5 Five dollars for the basket of cookies, so you got five dozen for five dollars. I was still making money, and um, I did them for Thanksgiving, and I earned some money to um, kind of go out to dinner and kind of get a babysitter. But that dinner probably would have been Chinese food, mm-hmm. <laughs> something something economical. So I set my heights a little bit higher and thought, well, if they bought for Thanksgiving, maybe they'll buy for Christmas. Right. So Christmas came along, and my husband came home. The only thing I did really nice for him for coming home is we set the whole street in luminaries for him to drive up the in. The only thing nice. <laughs> and he opened he up like the door. Blowing right by that little tidbit of luminaries. And so he opened up the door, and he says, Hi, honey, I'm home. And I went, Hi, honey, can you go deliver these baskets? <laughs> and it literally was. I need you to deliver these baskets. He has no idea what I've done. And he has a carload of baskets, cookie baskets, to deliver. Well, the long and short of it is is that we, we never did go out to dinner. Um, because we were both... In December. In, yeah, when he was home those five days. Because we were both too tired. From delivering the baskets? From delivering, yeah. making cookies and delivering the baskets. Um, I made over $4,000. Um, off of these cookie baskets in 1901 (laughs) and so that was my first adventure into any kind of um, baking basically so this Um, was I was yeah what you were 79 no no no, this would have been 80 80, 80, 81 yeah, eighty-one. So with inflation, yeah. that's roughly forty million dollars yeah, yeah, in today's right. money. <laughs> so I did well, and not only that, that was even after I'd hired two people to help me because oh, wow. I couldn't make all people. the baskets. 
And you know what's you know? funny about you telling the story um, from a thousand years ago as the beginning of our business and the work of our job is that when I tell the story about how we grew up and your baking and how amazing it was, the memory of me rolling rum balls <laughs> as like a seven year old chocolate rum ball cookies, rolling them for these baskets. I literally have that memory. Except for they were bourbon balls. Bourbon. Whatever. <laughs> Either way, uh, they were delicious. And yeah, mm-hmm. it was like one for this basket, one for that basket, one for me, one for this basket. And there's no child, child labor laws yeah. if it's your kid. If it's your kid. No, that's yeah, right. No, exactly. That's super important. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> this is America. And right. so, so that was my first venture into um, baking. really baking. That was my first venture into a business, per se. Right. And that actually um, paid for a move when my husband uh, was stationed uh, to Augusta, Georgia. So I didn't have to drive the car to Georgia because I'd made enough money to um, transport the car. And I made enough money for um, Brooke and I had baby, Heather. Uh, and myself to take Amtrak and actually have a room on Amtrak. <laughs> you were a baller. I right? was really <laughs> doing well. Yeah, uh-huh. I was really doing well. Uh, so that was kind of my first um, adventure into baking. And um, That's like a good old-fashioned American story if I've ever right? heard one. Yeah. It's the most American thing. I just went and asked somebody if they wanted to buy my stuff. <laughs> and, and then like, I yes. got hundreds of orders <laughs> just <laughs> because it was so good. And people just couldn't help themselves. They just wanted to buy it. Well, I should make some of those bourbon balls. Throwback. Almond Yeah. You know, throwback. Almond Yeah. Sell those same but baskets you know, here. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. You, uh, you find out uh, very quickly... Um, People that bake cookies for you during the holidays, um, like they can't bake. What? <laughs> how many people don't know how to make cookies? And I know, I know that's terrible to say. I'm kind of whispering it. We're all, we're all, we're gonna be but, haters today. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's truth tellers. Yeah, but it it is funny how. You do find that out because that's what drove the cookie baskets more than anything was everybody kept saying, man, we're finally getting some good holiday cookies. And these recipes came from my mom, so they didn't come from me. And um, I grew up with them. So they were just, you know, family recipes. What do we do? For the record, I agree with you. They either look really nice or they taste really good, but... Usually, it's not both things at the same time. I would say I agree as well. Right. So, so that that kind of put the bug in in me, Um, and you know, my next venture uh, into was not really even baking. It was a sandwich shop in Augusta, Georgia. So So, I'll tell this story briefly. Right. Like zoom through all of your eclectic businesses. Right. Okay. So Augusta. Augusta, Georgia, 1983, or somewhere around there. This one has, what was it, like a 400 square foot? Oh, not even that. I think it was 250 square feet. Wow, that's... Uh, yeah. It was like an office. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like a it, closet. Boop, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> it was like a closet. Um, so she had, it was build your own sandwich, um, like bar, 
but what she had the bar built in. Chocolate? It was a clawfoot tub. And she, <laughs> yep, a clawfoot I built a false tub, bottom. Built a false bottom and, um, you know, did all the ice underneath so we could refill the ice and all the, like, fixings for the sandwiches in the tub. And then she had um, a shower curtain as decoration pulled back with a mannequin and a woman peeking her head out saying like don't forget the whatever honey could you make me a honey could you make me a and that was our sandwich of the day oh okay now this shop was so small that there was only enough room to go around three sides yeah and this is how much our laws have changed so where i wash dishes was a sink that was kind of really in the bathroom and then I had a folding down rack that came over the toilet in order for my for dishes yeah. to dry. <laughs> and oh, I the mean, 80s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's kids on bikes without yeah, helmets. Exactly. Washing yep. dishes in the toilet, yep, basically. You know, TVs and, on uh, TV trains. You know, <laughs> yep. And, but the, um, the thing that really took off on that shop was... I had gone to a grocery store auction, and they had this really cool red cart that was on four wheels, and it was gridded, actually, like the, the desk here. And um, I was able to put sandwich makings. It had two shelves on it and everything, and I hired um, two southern uh, boys, and I called it my red cart special. And they wheeled this red cart to any business where they had yeah. meetings, and they could stop anytime they wanted to during their meetings, and they could get up and they could make their own sandwiches. And I had an assortment of meats and. You were Uber sandwich. Eats. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was really Uber Eats, <laughs> right? And all. Um, oh, but so I, the one thing I did fail on uh, was one of the little guys that I hired. Uh, after about a week, finally came to me, and he said, um, "Miss Joy." We really need to teach you how to make southern tea. Because sweet tea. Sweet tea. Sweet because tea, you yes. just don't know how to make it. So I got a lesson in sweet tea. Sweet and Yep. Those plate boys. No, lots of sugar. Oh, I thought they did part sweet No, they did. No, they did simple syrup. And I mean, I think the tea mm. was... Half simple syrup and then half tea. It was that high fructose corn syrup. Yes, yes. But why would you want to? Is right. Mm. <laughs> yes. So, so that was and un, unfortunately, I was uh, doing quite well at that, and I'd gotten in uh, with the mayor's Man. office, yeah. and um, we had decided that we were going to stay in Augusta, Georgia, and um, I had started making cakes. And I did cakes uh, and pastries for Masters in Augusta and catered for several years for a folk office in uh, Augusta. And then my husband, who was supposed to be getting into the Army, uh, got DA directed to stay in the Army. Oh, no. And um, we basically were given, I think, four days to leave Augusta, Georgia and go to San Antonio, Texas. And while you have all these businesses while running. We have, that's right. And so I sold uh, my business to the wife of the anesthesiologist that my husband worked with. And <laughs> I know. 
And I wish I would have taken that red cart with me, though. I, I missed that red cart. It was really cool. You got a picture of it somewhere, maybe? Yeah, probably somewhere. I don't know. You know. I bet there's an old business, an older business gentleman who's well, when he's sitting there talking to young kids. He's like, an old red cart used to come in here and serve us all sandwiches. You see? Like, yeah. They don't do that anymore. They don't have that kind of service. And it's funny because it wasn't. It wasn't as if the sandwiches were even made. I mean, these people had to get up and make their own sandwiches during the meetings and everything. I think that's yeah. pretty fancy for, for the time, though. Time. Yeah. yeah. It's just that, oh, food's right here. It yeah. just comes yeah. to us. We don't have to go. I know. Because. And I make it the way that I like it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Crazy. So, um, so anyways, uh, in Texas, I didn't do too much. Uh, Texas, well, we weren't there that long, and we this is San Antonio. More, San Antonio. And we were there more the holiday period. And the big thing was, um, again, we needed money because my husband's moped got stolen. <laughs> and, and my bike. And your bike. That's right. So I started doing chocolate-covered divinity. And so, so, so... I like to note that each time you move, rather than going with what you know is a successful business, oh you just create a new one <laughs> out of thin <laughs> air. <laughs> Observant and accurate thing I have heard in a very long time about Joy Martello. That's, that's my favorite part about this story. So Tell me you're Joy Martello without telling me you're Joy Martello. Right there. Yeah. Right there. Yep, that's true. Chocolate so covered divinity. I sold chocolate covered divinity. And, and what um, is that? I don't divinity. Divinity is um is a cross between um a meringue and a marshmallow. Is the best way for me to describe it, yeah. as long as you've made it properly and it's not raining outside. Hmm. So it's um, <laughs> yeah, and you can put so it's like crunchier than a marshmallow, yep. but softer than marshmallow. Yeah, I'm having a hard time picturing the texture of that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to put that on uh, um, the um, Oh, yeah. Yep. So, here we go. I see a chocolate. You, you, could have, you could have a tour of a tour your of businesses. <laughs> and every time it's going to be. I have not even gotten to the best, most eclectic business. That's uh, what I'm so, so then we went from San Antonio, we went to Fayetteville, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. And then. <laughs> I I did all of the um, hors d'oeuvres for the country clubs. That's right. So oh, I did wow. hors d'oeuvres for the country clubs. How are your accents and not confused from all this moving and moving oh, in places? when somebody comes in with a southern accent. Assimilate? Mm-hmm. Assimilate. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I grew up more in England. I went to England when I was three and a half. I was born in Germany. And I uh, came home from England. Or we always came stateside from England the second or third month of my sophomore uh, year of high school. So born in Germany, went to England at three. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, yeah. I, we were talking earlier about um, Europe and World War Two, and I'm mm-hmm. like, why is you so focused on Europe? I wonder. Now I understand. <laughs> a little bit. I, <laughs> I think we just have that fast as possible. Our whole family is fast. Yeah. So historical fiction. So in Fayetteville, I did um, more hors d'oeuvres and mini pastries. We really did mini pastries. Uh, do you remember the mini pastries? No. So many mini pastries. And uh, my biggest challenge was um, the one of the country clubs, um, Best of Country Club, Best of National, 
Um, Fayetteville. Uh, oh, yes, that's right. Fayetteville uh, Country Club did a opening for Belk's department stores. And uh, so we had to have hundreds of mini pastries. And, you know, and I, we lived in this little, <laughs> tiny apartment on, um, on the base. I mean, little, and I had pizza boxes piled all over the place with mini pastries. Oh, that's you. You got some pizza boxes from somebody? I got pizza boxes. Yeah, I went to a pizza shop. Yeah. Yeah. That's like actually well, genius. I mean, and they're probably yeah. just like, here, take them. I don't care. <laughs> I think they were probably, I think I went in asking to buy them. And I think I was given them. You know, so you go around to enough pizza shops. Yeah, you don't <laughs> right. you. Like, what do you. What do you need them for? I'm going to put little mini pastries in them, yeah. actually. <laughs> not hundreds. Pizza. Yeah. Sorry, not Lisa. Just take them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's. Um, you didn't have. Where was the Where was the bakery that I um, associate the cakes with the um, sliced dried fruit and nuts? Where was so that? That had to have been in Augusta. The it very, was the. Um, it was the trailer. Yeah, the, the, the trailer. The, double wide. the trailer where we found out that mice eat um, um, particle board and MDF board because of the sugar that they used to mm. put into the glue <laughs> and everything. Oh. So, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that place. Yeah. I, mm. I um, drove by a little bakery that, was, that looked like it was maybe going out of business. And um, it was going out of business. And so um, I bought her business from her by giving her, I think, a hundred dollars down, and then I made payments to her to pay for her mixer and her stove. Um, you know, I had my own. No, I didn't. I don't think I. Yeah, I don't, think I, I don't think I had the Hobart at that point. And she was just and, willing to give it up. Yeah, she she was she had it, and um, this is where I found out that so this was Augusta, Georgia. Actually, uh, I do think that was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people started calling me to order cakes, and it was slow, but um, Smoke was the other bakery in town, and depending on what day you picked up your cake, you either got a yellow cake or a chocolate cake. You couldn't order a specialty? You couldn't order a specialty flavor. flavored, and here I came from California because I had then progressed to wedding cakes in California from the cookies. And... <laughs> I baked all sorts of flavors, and um, and I learned from um, volunteering at a bakery, mm -hmm. which was not in a trailer, but it was in a railroad car. <laughs> they had made um, shops out of railroad cars. Okay, and that's new. So, um, anyways, when people called in Augusta, Georgia, I'd ask them, "What flavor do you want? Well, what do you mean, what flavor?" Well. Apple and carrot and and I confused the heck out of these. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, it comes I mean, in flavors. Right? Comes in flavors is right. And Tuesday. They, <laughs> that's exact. And that's exact. Well, what flavor are you offering on Tuesday? And I'm going any flavor you want. <laughs> so Smokes had two so, different bakers. I'm guessing, or right, yeah, or one baker one who baker only who made only one knew. batch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could have been. Could have been at all. So I did get, um, during the holidays, I got a lot of Christmas orders, 
I found out that uh, a person literally could stay up for two days and two nights, 100% totally. Um, you I stayed up for 48 hours making cakes? Making, decorating cakes. It was decorating the cakes Decor- because my husband had been taking orders. I took orders, and then I had um, a little gal that came in, a friend of mine, came in, and she was helping me, and she took orders. And between the three of us, we never thought to put the orders together until it was time for me to start decorating cakes and everything. And we found out I had way too many orders. Whoops. uh, Whoops is right. So um, I literally was awake the whole time and everything. And some good friends of ours, because uh, we were military, had no money. We had no money to buy the kids anything for Christmas. I had no time to go shopping for Christmas, snuck into our house, and they actually put Christmas presents under the tree. Oh, they played Santa Claus? They played Apparently. Santa Claus. That Candy was really nice of them. Oh, it was Candy yeah, and Larry. Candy and Larry. Yeah. And um, that was uh, probably the most generous, kind thing. I, And she knew that I would have money after the holidays because everybody would have picked up their cakes and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, that, to me, was just very, very special. It is yeah. super special. My mom did that for me one year when I was uh, I was a single dad. I had the kid, and I just lost a bunch of money on, like, my car got towed for mm-hmm. a, the wrong reason. A cop yeah. called me over. Some paperwork didn't match up. It yeah. wasn't my fault, but I still had to pay a ridiculous tow, beat, yeah. tow bill. I had to go to a court and do all this stuff. And uh, and she's like, well, you know, I bought him up, and I'm like, I'm like, Mom, I'm completely tapped out. And Christmas yeah. is like next week. And yeah. she's like, I bought him a ton of stuff. Aww, yeah. Like when he, the next time he's out of here, I'll just sneak it in. And I was like, that was like, I, I can only think of a few times in my life I'd actually cried. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one, that's of, them one of them. Because to, to watch him have that, like I almost ruined Christmas. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think that so did we. And I mean, we had, we had no money. Because we even had. Remember the car we had? We had a little Le Car. The Le Car. Le yes, Car. I remember the Le With three car, car seats car. in Scrunch. the back of it. And well, remember, it how, remember how many times I had to just start, start it, it. And I'd fall down in the mud and, and I'd have to have <laughs> the kids in the car once I got it started. Don't move, you guys. I gotta go in and take a shower. <laughs> no, because I get the car started. And, and go park. And I'd go park. And, I and wouldn't leave let us in the car in the yeah. car seats while you yep. showered. But I went in the shower because I was Again, covered with my yeah. and all. Um, but the funniest thing that I ever did with, in regards to baking everything is I had done a cake for a person. And Mike had the car, my husband, um, probably because it had rained that day. And so I had the moped. And he didn't get home and didn't get home. And I knew I had to have this cake for this person uh, by a certain time. I think so I see I where this is going. Took the cake, <laughs> dropped it on the moped, and I, I missed every pothole, everything. You know, you got to the house, and took the cake, walked into the house, and I just said, "I need to see it." And I said, "It's beautiful." I said, "It's it, it, I really did a nice job on it." You know, I can't remember it was some sports thing for her husband. And we opened up the cake, and all the icing had gone boom, 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 <laughs> down the side. Oh, oh, no. From the vibration of the moped. <laughs> and I, just, I was horrified. What Absolutely happened? horrified. <laughs> she actually, thank goodness I had enough time 
Um, I drove, I went home on the moped. She drove the cake back to my house in the car. And I sprayed for the top was still Fine. good, but the sides the were all slid off. just gone. Oh, that's I don't know that could happen to a cake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, apparently it could. But it's buttercream sticking on well, the side. Well, you got to remember, too, Augusta, Georgia, with humidity. Oh, humidity. oh yeah, heat. I don't know. You know what? It's way harder than it looks because I made a cake, one cake last year. Um, and this is like the one in 10 years that I've right. actually made from like from scratch that I try to do. And when I got to, I was really feeling super high confident once I got to the icing part because I'm like, everything else has gone so well so mm-hmm. far. And I started putting that icing on. I'm like, and I'm about 15 minutes into it. I'm like, this is actually insanely yeah. hard <laughs> yeah. to make this look good. And I spent so much time trying to make it look good. And I just like kind of gave up. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. I know nobody tells you that when you move your spatula, half the cake comes with you. Right. You know, it's... And it's oh, it's like got different thicknesses and yes. different parts. And you'll get like, you're sitting there doing it's scolding one side. Like, all right, this little section here looks perfect. And then you try to do the next one. And then it like pushes the frosting <laughs> back over to the one you just did. That's just such a hassle. Yep. Yep. Something to be said for piping. So, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, baking has um, it's evolved. I've definitely made some really stupid mistakes. and um, But I've also been very, very fortunate to have been in positions like my husband being uh, transferred to Augusta, Georgia. And um, me getting hooked up with Masters. So, I met Winnie and Arnold Palmer. Uh, did cakes for them, did pastries for them. Oh, wow. And I met other soft pros because of that. And um, that was because I happened to work at a little tiny boutique that was right next to Masters for Golf Course. And so, you know, you get into situations which lead to other situations. Just networking. And, yeah, and it's, um, and I am, I never do anything normal as I'm, Constantly reminded, constantly <laughs> reminded, and um, and I think one of my mottos has always been, um, well, it's not just like just get creative, and I think that with the mini pastries more than anything, I got creative, and um, I got known for getting creative uh, because that applies. Now here at Edinburgh, it's yeah, I've seen so much creativity in the pastries that are put together and the tea trays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When you look at the the pastry shelf over there, it looks like there was some like five star chef making this stuff in Europe, and you bought it from them. That's what right. it's like. That's what you'd expect because you yeah. know when you go into these places, that's what you see. And um, they're like, oh, you know, she just makes that stuff. It's right. like, how do you yeah. make that? And uh, <laughs> And yeah, you guys are listening right now, but you can go see these images everywhere. They're on their website, and they're going to be online. And but it's unbelievable, like it's, that someone I, could do that. They bring it out, and you know, I'm up at the front because um, I don't do the baking. Um, I eat the baking, but I don't bake the baking. Um, <laughs> so it comes out, and I'm like, that's not even real. Like that's a piece of art. <laughs> that's like what you guys well, have come up with. But it, that is, is art, and part of the. Um, background to the pastries is really 
due to COVID, believe it or not. Um, so during the summertime, um, because of COVID, we had a couple things that we had to change in the front before we could get um, our full occupancy and licensing and everything like that. Yeah, so no we had time to play in the kitchen. Now, I don't do this on my own. I have a, a good friend who I've known since 93 who helped me in my first business that I opened here up in here in New Hampshire. Um, I opened up um, a little, what I thought was going to be coffee and cake place. And um, within two weeks, I found out very, very quickly uh, everybody kept asking for lunch, and so I can circle back to that. Yeah, we could finish about. Okay, I know. So we have lots to say yeah. about cabbage patch. Cabbage. Okay. <laughs> so, so anyways, we'll um, I decided because we had time to play. Um, you and Cheryl. Yeah. Um, with recipes and things like this, that I didn't want to be a typical bakery that had tons of cookies out there, that had. Um, things that you normally see when you go into an American bakery. Okay. Um, you know, um, buttercream cakes or lots of cookies, you know. Um, Claire's Eat Chocolate. Yeah. Oh, um, yes. Cream Puff Eat Chocolate. So, Classics. Like, right. So both sure. Cheryl and I um, <laughs> uh, had gone to France, uh, tried a lot of their pastries. Before France, um, we would go into New York, and both of us loved a um, business called Poulard's. And he was from France, and he did um, gorgeous, beautiful pastries, which I would, would bring home a box full of them, and I would cut them all in half and dissect them and see what they were and everything. So you just go seek and out the best. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's exactly it. And so, um, this is the difference between Cheryl and I. So, Cheryl is a pastry chef. She is um, classically trained. Right, classically trained. She's gone to school. She knows the ends of the butts out of some, something. I, on the other hand, are self-taught. I've developed recipes. I've actually even sold recipes that I've developed. A lot. Um, <laughs> and... Um, I've learned through trial and error, and I don't know uh, a lot of the science behind baking. I know that it, it, there is science, but because I developed a lot of my recipes for the way that I baked, um, there was no science. Right, you just know yeah. that it does work. It does that's work. right. It just exactly. that's right. And so um, I always you say know, we, that Cheryl will like find this really traditional pastry and they'll talk about it and then Joy will say okay love it but let's flip it upside down and turn it inside out yeah. and so it's and like I you get that flavors. like traditional yeah. uh, um, background mm -hmm. and then the way Joy's way. Yeah, they're well, I'm constantly way. I know, being told Joy's way. way. I want to call this the Jimi Hendrix of pastry chef. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> With the, especially the, the upside down guitar, yes, just yes. learning things in, in, you know, in his own home or whatever. Yep. Didn't go to school for anything, but just considered like one of the greatest ever that <laughs> by the time yeah. he was in his mid 20s. Like. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so, um, it's not just me. 
Mm -hmm. um, it's it's definitely Cheryl, and they're working with me. And I come up, um, yeah, I come yeah. up with a lot of the flavors, and I, I say, hey, you know, I want to do this, this, and this. And um, sometimes, even though I'm probably really not, but sometimes I feel like I'm pushing Cheryl to color outside the lines mm -hmm. because, um, you know, one of the things, in fact, I made a comment to her today. I said, hey, I said, we're totally out of some more sparks. We need to, um, you know, start prepping for that and get some backup done and everything. And she didn't like the recipes down with what we came up with because she really didn't think it would be a thing. That it would be but as popular it, as it was. Wow. <laughs> but no faith. It, right. Well, it I mean, I just up, think it's a difference of like, um, a difference of like coloring outside the lines yeah. and not understanding that that you know people really do appreciate new and different. And yeah. honestly, I think that it's, and I always say this about my mom, and it's like shame on her for bringing us up like this because I'm such a snob when it comes to food and desserts. Well. I don't think, I know, totally. Um, I don't think that people know what they're missing in, until they have, you yeah. know? And that's what I feel like the pastries that we have here. It's like, you don't, you didn't know a good pastry. Right? It's like you've only had McDonald's burgers your yeah, whole yeah. life. And you didn't realize that somebody could, you know, but give you like a... Homemade, like... You know, stuff yep. with whatever mm. juicy gloriousness. I mean, yeah, no, I really think. I that mean, that's... one of the most recent examples that I'll give you is that we just had our Alice in Wonderland tea. Yes, and, that um, sounds interesting. It was awesome. I we, bet that's a, a great theme to do. We did we did a great thing, but I did a couple of different things. I started off the tea um, with sweets, and so you had um, homemade basil ice cream with a. Um, Strawberry, strawberry tart, tart and the lemon basil cookie. Uh, uh, that went almond? With, it was a lemon almond. Yeah, basil lemon cookie. almond. Yeah. Um, but where I, I and really he that he served that like in this little like modern crazy and it was all stacked like the, the ball of ice cream was on yeah, the shape yeah, of my ice cream. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. As but, a little aperitif. But the one thing that I I think I kind of. Um, Blue people's minds? No, that's not putting words in my mouth, and that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> the one thing that I did, I think it offended Cheryl because we had made some bread pudding um, to go as, as one of the things on the tray. And um, I had told her, I said, you know, I want like a banana sauce, but I want to put peppers in it. Peppers? Oh, a vanilla pudding with yeah, with a with like yeah, with pepper. No, pepper. Oh, like black pepper or like, a, like spicy pepper. Or... Jalapeno peppers in it. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't have that. Too bad on you. And so, but what it was, it was a um, I think we did blueberry. Yeah, it was a blueberry and white chocolate bread pudding, and then it uh, had the peppered vanilla sauce that went over it. And I didn't make it so hot that it was offensive, but um, peppers do go with blueberries. Um, I can't mm. even imagine what that tastes like in my head. I'm I trying to picture the bite. And so, I mean, Cheryl just, I, I really, really think I offended her by doing that because I took oh. a good sauce and I messed it up. But, so I'm, up. yeah, Enjoyed so, 
Yeah, I joined it up <laughs> and everything. But, um, and then my, I think the finale, for me, any event needs a finale. And so... So I had to tell these people, when I bring out this glorious, beautiful tray of all this food, to pace themselves because, wait, there's more. So, you know, you've got all of this food and then... Um, <laughs> so the connection was so we really wanted to do this Alice in food, but with um, the, the vibe to be more Victorian Lewis Carroll and not Disney. Okay, yeah. Um, so, so this finale dessert um, definitely had a throwback to um, something that's not, I don't think it's in Disney in Alice in Wonderland. So I had to explain yeah. it for the whole two the days. The whole time? The whole two days. <laughs> like, has anybody seen anything other than the Disney Alice? Okay, this is what happens. So Alice goes to the Duchess's house. And the Duchess and the cook. The cook is in there um, baking, cooking with pepper. Pepper, 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 pepper. Which I think that part is in the Disney version. I, do, I think I remember yeah, that pepper, scene. Pepper, pepper. And they're fighting and they're throwing dishes and there's a baby there and Alice decides that this is no place for a baby. So she saves the baby, picks the baby up out of the cradle um, and runs outside with it wrapped up in a blanket and it turns into a pig, squeals and runs away. In true Wonderland style. Mm -hmm. So this um, finale dessert was a mousse, strawberry, 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 white chocolate, chocolate mousse pig in a blanket. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Crazy. so it was, it was kind of cool. So you had to tell them that whole story. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, every day. So, like, has anybody seen this part? Did you remember? Most people didn't know that part mm -hmm. of the story. And what's interesting is that. I wouldn't that, have remembered that. Yeah. You know, you would, we didn't um, make the tea normal to begin with. I mean, we made people come to a secret entrance yeah. to the shop. Oh, did you have the, in the drink me, eat me yes, little tag? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, we did. <laughs> and we also had the tissues for when she was crying and needed tissues. Yeah. And um, made, that's right. You just pulled little parts from all the universes and just kind of had all well, sitting there I, together. Well, I telling her, I'm like, you're, you're going to outdo it this time and we're not going to have anywhere to go. And I kept time. telling oh. her like, that there's like, just no place else, no other story has a rabbit hole. That's true. So we designed that's the hallway true. as a rabbit that hole. Hallway, yeah. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. How many, how many people come to this, came to this event? About 100. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so holy. It was, between, it was over two days. <laughs> yes. We had two settings each day um and i think yeah i think we ended up around like 94 96. that's yeah. great congratulations Ooh, yeah it was, it was i'm sorry i missed it though it's i <laughs> i didn't know it was gonna be such an event that's okay we're having one another one in may not alice in wonderland a different theme so it's, it's, yeah. it's always got to be a different one it's for you, not, right? Yeah. To keep you yes. interested. Well, the we're, garden party. The garden, yeah. And we decided party. it's going to be an evening yeah. setting. Oh, yeah, it yeah. may. So, That's going to be yeah, beautiful. Right. Yeah. The weather. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah. But, uh, but the one that's going to be, I think, oh my gosh, most fun. You. No. Oh, okay, you guys fun. Okay. So we're sitting here one night after, I think we had already been open, whatever. So we're sitting here after close talking about themed teas. And we knew right from the get go we'd do an Alice in Wonderland theme, but. Um, my dad, my mom and I are sitting there probably having a drink 
and we're talking about themes that we can do. And my dad's like, huh, we should do a goth theme. Goth? And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> like, like he's 69? Yeah, but didn't... Is he didn't talking he... black nail polish goth, or is he talking Edgar so, Allan Poe goth? So I think that's where met, we're going with it. We're yeah, but it wasn't... He um, probably just met Lu- Lucia. Lucia. Yeah. yeah. Lucia. <laughs> one of our, Lucia yeah. is one of our regular clients, and um, she is, like, goth eclectic and awesome and, like, super fun. Her and her family come in pretty regularly. But, um, no, it was just really shockingly funny that, like, my dad was like, we should do a goth theme. I don't even know you. <laughs> like, oh, so point. Edgar Allan Poe goth. Yes, I'm thinking. Mm. We're thinking like romantic goth. I'm trying to picture the the girl. Oh, hold on, I will get it. I'm thinking of a very specific girl from a very specific movie Lucia type of look. No, no, no. Beetlejuice. And you're thinking Beetlejuice. Lydia. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking yes. of. Yes, Lydia. Yeah. Wow, you're good. How do you, you just oh, read she, that off my face? She knows them. I, they did not get the gene from me. The movie, I was telling the movie you movie earlier. <laughs> yeah, I we clap when, when she's like, "Oh, that's that's." I don't even. I can't even tell you who she. Oh, that's Bette Midler. Like, oh, good job, mom. Good job. <laughs> it's so good. You gotta have that I watched a movie. The, I, yes. I watched a movie the other night with so and so and so and so. I'm like, what? You know their names? Anyways, yeah. So that's the plan. Is to do like three. Yeah, three um, themed tea events um, a year, during the year. So, switching it up. Yeah, I mean, based off like how cool that sounded, I mean, I'm guessing everybody had an awesome time. Such they a good did. time. I Such think they enjoyed time. it. I don't know. I really was in the kitchen the majority of the time. And, and, and I, I tried, tried to like shove her out so that she could interact with the. With the... I, in fact, we had one, um, one woman, uh, an, another regular of ours, um, love it. She's been to high tea already like three or four times. Oh, wow. Which is awesome. Um, so she was at the morning, the Saturday morning tea, so our first serving for seven. And she called back after they left and she's like, I know you're super busy. I just need to tell you how amazing this was. How <laughs> impressed we were. My mother's mind was blown. The kids couldn't even like, like, Put it all together like what was going on it was so great joy really outdid herself and this was like amazing and so i literally thank you thank you thank you walked into the kitchen joy's doing dishes i grabbed her by the shoulders and i was like stop what you're doing and listen to me as i tell you this and <laughs> she started crying oh wow yeah yeah it was you know it's funny i know that i do quirky things um and i think the quirky Started really with Cabbage Patch Confectioners here. Oh, which we haven't discussed yet. That's we're getting to the city underbelly. Yes, and that one, um, the whimsy, the whimsy, and I had, I had areas decorated different. Um, We were right off the oval in Milford, so we had a sliding. Yeah, early, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The whimsy in Milford. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, so I've only lived in Milford for I've lived in Milford, but only for the past four years or so. Yeah, no. This so is, this um, was actually in an apartment building, and at that time, um, 
ground I don't level. know if the ground level was um, zone commercial or what, but anyway, maybe. You know, 90s, but, not 80s. Yeah, probably. probably. It was different. <laughs> and I'd be, as far as decorating, I had definitely different areas, and I can remember the health inspector coming in. And when you came into the hallway, um, I had, on the right-hand side, I had taken a kid's um, sand box that was in the shape of a tugboat. And I had a, I had cut a uh, paper mache cow in half and adhered him to the wall with a life jacket over it. And he was getting onto the tugboat. And I don't really remember what I had in that tugboat. It was the sandwich bar. Oh, was that the sandwich bar? Oh, okay. So I did another sandwich bar. Another sandwich bar. Because yeah. I did so well and in Augusta. That's right. So I, mean, mm -hmm. I totally forgot. You did, yeah. And Carrying those but, ideas forward. Uh -huh. But it was what was really funny is I did a corn crib. And the health inspector uh, was like in awe of this corn crib. I mean, almost brought tears to his eyes type thing. Corn crib? Corn crib. And that? he asked me, so he asked me, he says, how did you ever do, you know, do you know what this is? And I said, no, I haven't the biggest idea what it is. But I said, I was driving from Denver to here. I went to pick up, we left one car in um, Aurora, Denver when we moved here. And we came over here blind. My husband accepted the job after he got out of the Army. And I said, I'm driving you know, through rural areas, and I said, and I kept seeing these really tall, big, round towers filled with corn. And I said, so I finally, one afternoon, I needed a break, and I saw a farmer out in the field, and so I pulled over, and I asked the farmer, I said, hey, I said, what is that thing that you have in the field? Because I couldn't imagine them storing corn on the cob that we ate in this open thing, silo type right. thing. Chicken wire. Chicken wire type oh. thing, yeah. And he says, oh, he says, that's um, beef for the cattle and for the pigs and oh, everything yeah. like that. Cow corn. That's yeah. right. So um, so I went, oh, it's kind of cool. So I asked him, I said, can I take some corn home? So I am in a, I'm driving a silhouette pulling a um, Ford, it's yeah, a it was a part. Yeah. It was a, okay. one of the first bands that came out. I can vaguely it, it had the it long, had long nose. nose. Okay. It mm -hmm. looks like it. So, Oldsmobile like silhouette. So, anyways, but I'm pulling a Ford Escort station wagon. And um, I'm filling my car up with bags of corn. I have the biggest idea what I'm going to do with it, but I'm so fascinated with this corn on the cob that's rock hard. And all different I've, colors, all different colors, and everything like that. And yeah. all I can remember is driving, and we pile as much corn kind of in the front of the car because the back wheels, and of course it's at a tilt. So every single time you stop, this corn is rolling to the back and everything <laughs> because I'm like still two days away from uh, New Hampshire. And I get home, and my husband looks at the car, and the wheels are like this, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he goes, what do you have in the car? And I go, it's some corn. And he opens the door. And roll it out. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like a cartoon. Yeah, and that's exactly <laughs> it. And he goes, what are you going to do with all? I don't know. But I said it was really cool. And I started telling him about it. 
and my husband by now is he just shakes his head and you know he's really good he's he has supported me in everything I've done. Got mad a few times, but you know, really good. And mm -hmm. I'm more mad because you don't understand what's going on in her brain. <laughs> right, you just gotta, you you gotta just kind of like let it go. Yeah. 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 So we store this that... corn, and so I have made this 3D corn crib, crib. on the wall in yeah. her like shop. Like a baby's crib? No, uh, no it's, it's like a silo. It's yeah, round, round with chicken wire, and the corn is. So what I did was I took a sauna tube and then I wrapped it in carpet for the corn to kind of sit next to and everything and I filled the whole thing up with corn so that you saw this basically half circle coming out of the wall, very 3D, and it was chicken wire and all the corn was stuffed in it so it looked like it was full of corn. Oh, okay. Um, and so anyways, this building inspector, um, was so tickled over this corn crib that he says, really, he says, I shouldn't be telling you to have this because this is like, you know, <laughs> this is like for mice. And I said, oh, no, I probably urethaned all the the kernels and, their, and the corn and everything. He goes, you what? And I said, yeah, he said, I go up and, you know, I said, I probably urethaned all of it. I said, so no, no animal's going to get it. And he's just shaking his head. But he is just, um, he grew up on a farm. And they had a corn crib. And he hadn't been home for many, many, many years because his parents had both, I think, passed away or something. Oh, so that explains the tears. And also, anyway, so he let me keep the corn crib. <laughs> so I had yeah. this in one so room, were, more farmy in one room. Yes, yeah, so you walked and, in, and that was that room. That was kind of like the entrance yeah. in the three-room um, space. Yeah. And that room we called the fun room. Yeah. So that was the farm room. The fun room was over there by the, uh, by the. It was it was by the river. Yeah. So I um, had a friend who painted, and Marie and I painted these twenty foot floor to ceiling, floor murals. To ceiling murals, and it was partly Alice in Wonderland because I'm fascinated with Alice in Wonderland, and they are lost in this river, and uh, I 3D things on the wall. I mean, <laughs> you know, it was, and you sat at. Picnic tables that the back of the picnic tables were picket fences, and it was nothing is ordinary. You know, no, nothing was never. ordinary. And then the other room the was nice a room. the nice room was a very formal room that had um, very nice tablecloths. We served on silver. It had my wedding dress collection and my cake pop collection. Antique and antique, collection. yes. And um, and the worst thing I did in that room we painted um, drapes on the wall so it looked like you had drapes put back because I had been given a gift um, and I sat and I tried to call the little flowers out of the back of the table. That's some tedious work. And like was, decoupage yes, them to I the wall. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I, yeah. We you have know. to find pictures of that. I have pictures. That would yeah. be super fun to um, post on yeah. our social so, media. So anyways, yeah. that and so the decor is obviously one thing, yeah. but the food, so the food, the menu was just as eclectic. Yeah. So it started off with. Um, I don't think I put this much effort into anything in ever. my entire life, <laughs> ever. and you're just for fun. Well, and we had, um, and I'm not normal at all. So, for instance, one of the things that we uh, did is I had somebody come in and they couldn't have a sandwich, so they asked me if I could. 
create a salad for him. And I'm thinking, sure, I can create a salad. And I get back into the kitchen. I'm going, how do I put the salad in? So I had bought a can bucket for what Anthony, I think it was, one of the kids. And I hadn't given it to him. So anyway, I tag off the can bucket and I served (laughs) the salad, tipped over out of the sand bucket with the sand the, the shovel and shovel. everything like that. Oh, it's just, yep. So that became my sand bucket salad. And then um, in order shopping the shopping special. cart. And then we had a shopping cart special. I had found miniature shopping carts. Kind of like the, the red cart special? Or? Yeah, right, like the red right. cart special. Right. And that shopping cart special every day was whatever I had left over the day before because I was very much where I didn't like meat sitting for more than a day. Yeah. So all of my sandwiches were basically what I had left from the day before so I could get rid of them. And I had a um, blackbird sitting in the seat. And um, my sandwich was all in the back with its chips or whatever. And um, I served uh, flower pot tea, uh, soup, soup where I had actually bread baked food. my bread in the flower pot. And then you had your soup. <laughs> Out of the flower pot, and I mean, I was definitely not normal. And so finally, um, I had to hire a waitress uh, about three weeks down the road, and I had a young kid. Because day day two, day one, day one, because remember she said like, oh, it was really like for tea and. And, just for and coffee, and not coffee, even tea. Yeah, coffee and whatever. Just a couple but, things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like people day can one ask or two, you. A group of women came in and said, "Do you serve lunch?" And she said, "Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, I do." So I got my lunch. <laughs> Me to go, you know. And that's and how business that's is done. And that's, that's how, how business You saw the demand. That's <laughs> yes. right. That's right. And you just swooped in with the supply. Yep. Yes. yes. And so, so one of my um, best things that happened was I had um, a young guy. Because I think he was, young, I'm sure he was younger than I was. Come in and he had lunch, and he said, "Thank you for having the waitress. This is true. I'm in round with your head cut off." And I said, "Yeah, I am." So he sent his. I think at that time they were boyfriend girlfriend fiance or something like that. And um, this guy ended up being the son of uh, Parker's Maplebone, Maplebone, and they had moved. Oh. And so um, maybe they were newlyweds. They have to have been married anyways. So she came and worked for me because um, he told her, hey, you know, she knew how to wait. This gal really needs help and everything. And I can remember the um, first weekend came up and she said, you need to close this weekend. And I go, okay, close. I've told people I'm open. She said, no, 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 you need to close because we need to go shopping. I go, I go shopping? She goes, oh, yes, you can. She goes, you need tables, you need plates, you need silverware, you need... So you're trying to work seven days a week. Right. Yep. And she made me clothes, and we went shopping, and she said, you need two toppers, you need four toppers, and and I'm going, two toppers? What the heck is a two-topper? You know, I I didn't have any restaurant lingo whatsoever. And so, anyway, we went shopping, and she was wonderful. So she worked for me for um, quite a while until she actually, they needed help up at Parker's. 
And the coolest thing is, is that um, I think within the first couple of weeks, I think uh, it was pretty quick. I pretty quick. Couple weeks. Yeah, they had um, come into the shop, and at that time, the wife uh, turned around to my husband and said, "You know, this really reminds me of the shop in the upper capital transactions." And so I happened to be sitting at the table doing some work on the computer, and they looked and they went, "Joy." And of course, everybody's masked. Yeah. So you know, you right. can't, you don't know. And time has gone by because this is, like I say, this is '90s, and um, both of them went, you know, oh, you know, we haven't seen you for such a long time and everything, and we find out that it's my shop, and they go, "This is." Nobody else. Nobody else. Nobody else would hang wheelbarrows from the ceiling. Oh yeah. 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 And so that was really cool. So they're actually up. I think the parents have retired, and he's taken over Parker's. Parker's. Yeah. Yes. That place is packed all the time. All the time. Yeah. It's good too, though. That maple syrup. Yeah. Everybody goes there for it. Oh yeah. So so that was really cool. So you know it's it's um the help that I've gotten has I kind of feel like it's been gifted to me, you know, it's people that have wanted to share their knowledge, which has been really cool because um, I think being self-taught, even though you may kind of know what you want to do, you don't always know how to do it and it's been cool meeting people that have helped me along the way and that's one of the things that um, as we've lived here, if people have needed help, um, I have offered, um, you know, what I've kind of gone through or any knowledge that I have and everything, which also causes you to become a know-it-all yeah. and be named as a <laughs> oh, know-it-all. And it's not that I've meant to be a know-it-all. <laughs> But one of the things that's happened is um, I've either learned it from somebody who must have been a know-it-all and passed <laughs> it on to me, um, or the internet has been wonderful. I'm not True. good at YouTube, but I have gone on and I've read and I've read and I've looked at pictures and um, become knowledgeable. I, everything. I think people see your passion and they just, like, I just, if, if there's anything I can do for this person, I want to do that for yeah. them, you know? I think if you call me up tomorrow to help you move out of your house, I would right. definitely consider yes, it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I could give you some tips there, you I'm know? sure. But, you know, and it's, I mean, interesting because all of that history rolled into when we did start talking about what would we do. Yeah, what would we do for a business? You know, I've been in the beauty industry for 20 years. Um, I've been a nail tech for 15 years. I knew I wanted to um, shift out of physically doing nails. Um, I'm old. This was supposed to be a little tiny. A little like tiny. just yeah, exactly. Two but chairs, I mean, and yeah. I had a little spot to make some coffee and yeah, serve some dessert. Of trees. Yeah, yeah. So it just kind of in the beauty room. No, no, no. The period. whole business, the whole business. Was supposed, oh. to be like, supposed to be oh, like, tiny. Yes. Like a 250 yeah. square foot yes. room yeah. like they previously exactly. had. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, maybe I mean, 400. 
So I just wanted to kind of be able to get out of doing it every day, but still do something that I was passionate about. I'm also a makeup artist. I wanted to like still be able to like keep my hands dirty. It's your skill set too. Right, exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, when people are like, how did you put all this together? And it's more a matter of like, my skill is in the beauty industry. Her skill is in pastries and cooking. And then, and then it exploded with throwing our passions into it. Right. You know, so uh, antiques, mm-hmm. home decor, uh, shopping, coffee, you know, all of that just ended up getting rolled up into it when we, I think more than anything, realized that we needed to diversify. Kind of. But I think more than anything, I think it grew um, because I kept all that stuff that I saw that. Oh my cool. goodness! Because no. really cool. this cool. is this is your first venture together. Correct. Yeah. You've obviously done a lot um, leading up into this moment. Definitely. Yeah. So Definitely. you have yeah. so much combined experience that you could use mm-hmm. coming into here. Yeah. And um, and yeah. So and and then you but how do you so you end up you want to get a small little place. So right. you guys are talking about it. You want to get a small little place, and you end up getting this place that is not small at all. No, and this um, is after years. I mean, so we've been in this space. We started the build-out in March of 2019, and it was probably about five years prior to that that we started looking at locations, considering what we were oh, going wow, to Oh, wow, you do. took your time. Well, more forced to. We you know, would find a location, um, and... The rent well, we and part of this too was um, why it took so long was um, the years, which I didn't realize it was as many years as it was, but for eight years I was going back and forth to but care for my parents. That wasn't the and, interest. That was no, no, no. But yeah. at the tail end, um, you know, we were kind of planning and getting ready to open, and then my parents would get sick. And then my dad asked if I'd come back and forth and help care for my mom. Yeah, and then my parents decided mm. they came to visit, and then they moved here, and then you know it was, it was a lot. So we'd start looking, and then it would be interrupted, and then we'd start right. looking, and then be interrupted. It goes in the back burner for family. It was right, in the, right, yeah. right, and but meanwhile, I would find something that was just so cool. Bye. <laughs> what? Hi. Oh, were you About talking here? Yeah. You interrupt me a lot, so go for it. The reason we ended up getting big, bigger than what we wanted, is because I bought a gazebo. A gazebo? Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's and a- and the bar back. Oh, the bar back. The bar back. Yeah. 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 So we have these two huge pieces like, that you could not fit in a place with an eight-foot ceiling. Yeah. So that drastically <laughs> reduces your options. Well, yes. the nice part about that is it's less choices that you have to make, it's though. True. Right? It's yep. true. Yeah, true. Yeah. Because now when you're looking at that filter list, you have like, well, mm-hmm. I have to be able to fit my gazebo and bar back, <laughs> Exactly, <obviously. laughs> exactly. Those come with me. Yes, uh, yes no matter what. So so we right. would look we would look at, at locations and for, um, you know, one reason or another, um, it wouldn't work out, and then yeah, back burner. Um, and you know, we found a couple places that we really thought would work out. One was great, and um, unfortunately, the realtor told the owner of the building oh. that like, oh, you don't want to rent to these girls. This is just a hobby. 
what yeah. after yeah. all your yeah. experience yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so well, i really we... hope that he comes in for soccer yeah. he's a hobby yeah Oh, he literally yes. told yeah. told them they will never make a hundred thousand a year, never. Why would he? Why would he? What would he know about it? Why? You know. Well, because we're just two girls with a hobby. Yeah. Oh, something yeah. we mis- uh, weird misogynist like, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, so it just. Yeah. And then, um, and the place we really wanted, and we we dealt, you know, and we finally was we were actually negotiating on the bank building across mm-hmm. the street. We're from the library, yeah, where Greenleaf is, okay. and we had yeah. we we went back and forth, back and forth, and we finally came to terms, and um, they had a lease drawn up, and I got a call and said, "Hey, we've got the lease drawn up," and I said, "You want me to come over and sign it right now?" No, 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 we can wait until Monday, and um, and it was the lease over the weekend. The wife of the husband passed. Oh, the okay. wife of the owners of, <laughs> yeah. the, of the... Oh, my God. Yeah. Your guy's life is like you a know, movie. Oh, you yeah. have no yeah. idea. But yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And so it just so, kind of like completely fell the, apart with right, that Right, yep. And the kids decided that he should sell um, mm-hmm. a lot so, of... Because yeah. he had quite... Property. He had businesses and oh, okay. property and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they did ask me if I wanted to buy the building... And at this no, point, I've been buying all this stuff for five you know, years. <laughs> I have no more money. Yeah, not well, to mention, had... if you look at that, this is by the Milford Oval, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And if you look at the Milford Oval, there's a lot of properties with for sale signs on yeah, them yes, at this yeah. point in time. Yeah. And so, parking and everything like that. Parking's yeah. horrible. You know, yeah. I, so we were kind of, and this was all kind of in the back of our mind. Of course, we're not thinking that we're, we, that's going to bother us too much. And um, and I did have a commercial building in Folsom, California. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, I could sell that property and maybe buy this. But it really boiled down to it was um, it was too much of an unknown, too much of an unknown mm-hmm. for a non-knowledgeable person when it comes to buying that kind of That's building. right. Yeah. I mean, I Right. What's going to turn in what's going to turn into Right. That's exactly it, you know, because an older building can suck you dry real real fast. Yep. And so I was, you know, and which is I mean, fine. Yeah. And we passed yeah. on that yep. and yeah. we knew that this was being um built well, we, and done yeah. and, and we stopped down at once. Yep. The ramp was a little bit yeah. So it, how do you stay motivated for this? Is five years? You said five yeah. or six years of looking for a place and every. How do you stay motivated you, you the don't. whole time and just? You don't. Does it, your heart just sink okay. into your chest like every other day? Just well, is, she kept threatening me. Oh my God, no! Every, this is quit like, buying stuff. I was like, this shop is never gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Stop Ooh. buying. I'm like, I want to move to California, and every time that you buy something. I am committed more. Yeah. I have to stay here for this non-existent shop that is never gonna happen. Yeah. And then there's and me. So when we get in here, and and I'm the total opposite at that point. <laughs> we have then had so many fights mm-hmm. over this shop that I was, I'm done. I'm just gonna sell it. I'm oh, gonna walk wow. away. I just don't even want to open it. I'm gonna walk away. We are mother I daughter. Want, you know, so, I mean, this is what the yeah. this so, is what the lease for here already signed. Oh, oh yeah. Of oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I am sure that thank goodness it was just 
the two yeah, the guys, guys that owned the, that owned this place. Yeah, we definitely um, could have given the Kardashians a run for their money. Oh yeah, <laughs> we could have did a reality show because yeah. we had yelled and screamed. We've had our happy moments so too. I mean, we had um, excitement when um, we got the walls all built and everything like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that was really exciting. Um, the next piece of excitement was um, we decided that we were we were going to actually pallet a wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah right. And we went out, and I cannot even tell you, I think we, thought we found like about 100 pallets. Okay. We're going to pallet we're, everything because that's what Pinterest says oh, yeah. we do. Oh, yeah. Pinterest. Yep. No. And so, I mean, we brought pallets to the house, and my husband's just, yeah, you guys do. And we sought pallets out that had color and had sticky wood. Well, we found out how hard it is to so take those hard. pallets apart. Yeah, it's hard. So hard. hard. It's, yep. But we did make all of our tables are all made it. out of pallets. So you got yeah. something so we, out of it. Yeah, yeah. so we made yeah. our tables, and we love our tables and get compliments all the time. People want to buy them and everything, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So that's my husband's So we've new, got, I mean, like, Who's the carpenter? We all are. Just, we all are. Yeah. Like, give us a power oh. tool. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. This is actually going to be a two-part episode. That's right. So this is part one. There's going to be another episode listed, part two. Just look for that one to finish the rest of the story, and you're not going to want to miss it because this gets crazy. So stay tuned, and uh, thank you.